and it's live. Good morning, Red Men, and thank you for tuning in to the FPL Head-to-Head Draft first ever weekly review. I'm not John Dykes, and I'm going to be presenting today and every week. This week saw some thrills, some spills, one chase, and that all makes for a terrific review. For the first time ever, let's get down to the weekly match roundup. First matchup this week saw Pogba take on the Beak Show. Going into this matchup, Paulo held a 6-2 head-to-head advantage over John, but records go out the window on the opening day of the season, as John racked up 68 points against Paulo's 39. John started the game week with a 4-3-3, but ended it with a 3-4-3 when Tom Kearney of Fulham came on for Thiago Silva. This was John's highest ever single game week score, and it was fueled by a hat-trick from Mo Salah, 20 points, three assists from William, 14 points, and goals from Jimenez and Lacazette, who netted eight and seven points respectively, and backed up by clean sheets from Rui Patricio and Soyuncu, who both got six points. John is one of the only managers who had 11 starting players today. Blanks for Burnley, Aston Villa, City and United meant many managers were left without any depth on the bench and had to start less than the full 11. Paolo actually had a pretty decent game week, all things considered. His 39 points were good enough for fourth best overall scorer this week and it was powered by 13 points from Jamie Vardy who scored two penalties and clean sheets and bonus for Connor Cody and... and uh, Jordan Pickford, who each picked up eight points. Paulo had a host of blanks, such as Aspilicueta, Basham and Pepe, and Allaire, who all netted one point, as well as two-point outings from Havertz, Mopé, and Alonso. Paulo only started 10 players in his 4-3-3 formation, with Greenwood, Walker, and Sterling all blanking, and Hakim Ziyech injured. Paulo was unlucky to lose this week. His score of 39 was the fourth highest score of all the managers this week, and it exceeded both the game week median, which was 37, and the game week average, which was 38.38. As for John, not only does he emerge from game week one as the league leader, this is the first time in FPL head-to-head draft history that John has occupied the first spot. He must be hoping that this form uh, continues as the season goes on. We got a chance to have a few words with John in the post-match, and uh, this is what he had to say. John, a great performance today. 
uh, your highest ever game week score, you're top of the table for the first time. Uh, can you describe how you're feeling right now? Well, the best word I can say but uh, will describe this was boom. Woo, <laughs> 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 what was this? It was really good. Uh, great to hear from John. And uh, you can see how much this win means to him and uh, how determined he is to have a good season ahead. All right, let's turn to the second match. For the first time ever, Havertz University faced off against a team that I have on my paper as being officially named as Mikel Atekas, but commonly known as Tottenham Hotsker. These two sides had never faced each other before since Havertz University was promoted from non-existence last year. And it was a good matchup that was much closer than it should have been. Abel's Havertz University registered 34 points, lining up in a 4-4-2 formation. Although that formation is, of course, nominal because they only started six players due to the extensive number of uh, players affected by the blank game weeks. Abel had to leave Shaw, Pogba, Maguire, David De Gea, Bernardo Silva, Jesus and Aguero on the bench or in a vacant position because all seven of them had blanks, while Willie Caballero and Ryan Fraser did not play. In addition to that, Abel had three blanks. James Madison came off the bench, while his Spurs pair of Lucas Mora and Toby Alderweireld only registered two points. Now that said, Abel still managed a pretty respectable 34 points, with Virgil van Dijk scoring a goal, Debutant Callum Wilson, who was a waiver wire pickup, scoring a goal and picking up bonus points. And trade acquisition, Reese James, registering a goal, an assist, and 14 total points. That means that Abel got almost six points per player from his active players today, which is actually a pretty decent number of uh, a pretty decent point return. On the other hand, Tottenham Hotsker really flattered to deceive. Jose Mourinho started with a 3-4-3 but ended up with a predictably more defensive 4-3-3 with 10 players starting. Of his starters, only Dominic Calvert-Lewin registered a meaningful haul, which was 8 points. Jose Mourinho's heavy Tottenham preference, he had 5 Tottenham players, including Lloris, Eric Dyer, Son and Kane, and further supplemented by waiver wire pickup Ben Davies. That means Kerr looked at his team, which already included two Tottenham defensive assets, and thought, nah, this is just not going to be good enough. And he went after a third. That Tottenham contingent registered 11 points, which is a shocking tally. 
Uh, it's less than Reese James scored for Abel. So, I mean, it's a real get-out-of-jail moment for Kerr because he wavered Timothy Castagne of Leicester, who scored and kept a clean sheet on his debut to add 14 vital points uh, and secure the win. Now, Kerr had several players out. Mare was uh, blanked. Ruben Vinagre did not play. Jota did not play. But bizarrely, Kerr in the waiver market picked up Mesut Ozil, him of the famous song we just heard. There was never any chance in hell that Ozil was going to play, despite what Jose Carino thinks. That said, look, this game is about getting the three points. Kerr registered the three points, even though he averaged only 4.1 points per player. Just a reminder, Abel averaged a shade under six points per player. Kerr seems to have fallen in love with Tottenham. Or he's using a differential strategy of Tottenham being the differential team. We saw that done last year by the young Wild and De Vries, who made Manchester United the differential team. I think there's big risk going so heavy on Tottenham, who have been a little bit inconsistent and aren't exactly a young team. So, Jose Mourinho... <laughs> Jose Mourinho has to go back and take a look at his strategy and see if it's going to work out for him over the course of the season. It is a very, very high-risk strategy. We caught up with Jose Mourinho at the end of the game last night, and here's what he had to say. Jose, congratulations on the win today. Two questions. On the touchline, are you more of a suit or a tracksuit manager? Uh, and uh, how committed are you to Tottenham Hotspur and the Tottenham Hotspur way? I arrive, I wear the pyjama of the club and I even sleep with the pyjama clearly he's got a plan and he's uh, going to stick with it alright let's go to the next match season's first ever derby as Klops and Robos took on Ings glorious bastards. Brian and David split the series last year four and four but it's David who will have the upper hand in the early stages of, of this season as Klops and Robos ousted Ings glorious bastards 41 to 16. Klops and Robos lined up in a 3-4-3 but only had eight players starting. There, uh, Foden, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, Martial and Chris Wood all had blank game weeks, while Patrick Van Aanholt and Ricardo Pereira were injured. David registered his victory by mainly defensive contributions with uh, Bernd Leno keeping a clean sheet, seven points, and Luca Dean pairing a clean sheet with an assist and three bonus for 12 points. Going forward, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang had a goal which saw him register seven points, while Timo Werner registered, won a penalty which is a fantasy assist and netted him five points. Klops and Robos had a couple of blanks, Jared Bowen and Matthias Pereira both had two points each, but it was more than enough to see off a really tepid, inglorious bastards 
They lined up in a 4-3-3 and started nine players. Ben Chilwell was injured. Grealish, Bruno and Laporte had blank game weeks. And Rudiger did not play. Brian only had one player who didn't blank. That was Kasper Schmeichel in goal, who kept a clean sheet. Ender Stevens, Nabi Keita, Firmino, Nketiah, Ali and Matip all registered one point, while Che Adams and Thomas Suchek had two points each. This is the joint lowest ever FPL single game week score, and it is Brian's lowest ever score by some distance. As for David, this is the second time he has opened the season with a win. He is the only manager to achieve that. We caught up with Brian to get his post-match thoughts. Brian, before the game, you attempted to turn up the pressure on your rival. Was this an attempt to play mind games? And if so, did they backfire? I don't want to play mind games too early. Brian there flatly denying allegations that he engaged in the dark arts pre-match. Okay, let's turn to the final matchup. Because if anyone can, Maka can. Maka can. Maka can. Maka can. Maka can. Liverpool FC is hard as hell. United Tottenham Arsenal. Watch my list and I will spell. Because they don't just play, but they can rap as well. My idea was it to build Liverpool into a bastion of invincibility, you know. Like. Napoleon had that idea, he would conquer the bloody world. Yes, the final matchup was between Shake Shack and No Cane, No Pain FC, shortened to NKNP FC. This is the first time these two teams have faced off because much like Havertz University, NKNP FC was promoted from Oblivion last year. This was a really good matchup. It was a chase that went down to the wire, but Dan ultimately pulled out the win securing a victory by two points. Dan lined up with a 4-4-2. He's the only other manager besides John who started all 11 players. Dan's high scorers were Kieran Tierney's clean sheet, Patrick Bamford's goal against Liverpool. And to win the game, Dan summoned Click off the bench, whose nine points secured him the victory. Dan had to write out a couple of blanks. Some of his higher scorers like Mane, Richarlison, Doherty all registered only two points each. Allison only had one point, while Luke Ayling and Dan Eager both blanked, conceding two goals and picking up booking. Dan has got some firepower on the bench. Rashford and Ake both had to sit out because they have the blank game week, while Michi Bachuai did not play, having just joined Crystal Palace. Maybe looking at that, Dan might have moved for Callum Wilson, but clearly he has faith in uh, the Batman, and uh, that puts him and Roy Hodgson in the same boat. Good company. For Alex, I mean, honestly, really dodgy debut, because not because he had a low overall game week score, even though he did, but because he didn't set his lineup from game week one, and as a result, he left 10 points 
on the bench in uh, in his goalkeeper Vicente Guaita, who had a clean sheet, bonus points, save points, and was all around brilliant. Pulisic and Tammy did not play uh, in Chelsea's game, and Tarkowski and Kevin De Bruyne had blank game weeks. So there is some ammunition on the bench there to help him. Uh, Pulisic, KDB are valuable pieces. But he had to overcome several other blanks. O'Connell was one point. His premium defender, Trent, was one point. His uh, his West Ham forward, Mikhail Antonio, was near two points. And uh, Alex's star forward, Ollie McBurney, had a predictable one solitary, lonely, pathetic point. Dan will be happy that he was able to get a win over Alex. It's important to start the season on a good fo- on on the right footing. Uh, he's also going to be really happy that he wavered victory by picking up uh, Click. That said, both teams, I think, and both managers are going to look at that scores and feel that there's some room for improvement. Dan's, uh, Dan, I think, will be quite confident that that'll be able to come organically. You know, Richarlison, Mane, Doherty are all going to be players who are going to contribute more. And Rashford as well will add some firepower to the team. For Alex, you know, he's got a solid defence and he's got possibly a very savvy pickup in, in Wilf Zaha. And if Wilf Zaha does have, does have a good season, then Alex can start to look at his team and think about pieces he can move to secure a starting centre forward who doesn't play for Sheffield United or look like a postman. We caught up with Alex post-match to get his thoughts about why he abandoned his duties as a manager. Hello, Alex. You lost this week. You may well have won if you had set your line up. This is not the way you wanted to start your season, not the way you wanted to start your career. You look miserable. People are saying FPL just doesn't matter to you. How do you respond to those people? Does it matter? It does to me. It does to you, yeah does to me you, you know you feel detached away from it you know and, and oh dear so you could argue I deserve it I think we all feel Alex deserves it but uh, hopefully he gets his shit together in game week two and beyond that brings the match review to a close now it's time for a look at the table Top of the table after game week one is Pogba with three points and 68 points for. Joint second is Mikel Artekas and Klops and Robos with three points and 41 points for. In fourth is Shake Shack with three points and 35 points for. In fifth is Tabik Shaw with no points and 39 points for. In sixth is Havert University with no points and 34 points for. In seventh, no K, no pain FC. No points, 33 points for. And finally, Ings Glorious Bastards bringing up the rear with no points and 16 points for. Let's take a look at some of the trades and waiver wire action that happened this week.
last week only saw one trade between Abel and David. For the single game week, Abel had a plus 15 point benefit, picking up Reese Hamez and Hamez Madison in addition to Gabriel Jesus. David traded away the two Hameses in order to acquire Martial, so the logic was to secure his forward line, which he did, while Abel fixed holes in his midfield and defence. Uh, and the Reese James in particular looks like a potentially explosive pickup, which inside sources say David is not pleased about letting go in hindsight. Abel had a really strong waiver week, picking up eight points in Callum Wilson, who's a solid forward three for him with some solid with forward two upside. Abel low-key has an extremely strong forward line now. Dan also did well on the waivers, picking up Click from Leeds for the nine points that secured him the win. Kerr had a bit of a mixed bag. On the one hand, he did pick up Timothy Castagna for Ben Mee. That secured him the win. But he also made a odd move, sending Roman Saiz out to the waivers and picking up Ben Davies, which was a negative 13-point swing. So uh, almost evens there, but like I said, a win's a win, and Kerr got his win. That is your transfer update. We end the week with a look ahead. To next week's matchups. First place Pogba faces Abel's Havertz University. Alex's No Pain No Pain FC faces Paolo's De Beek Shaw, both looking for their first win. David and Dan face off, and Kurz Mikel Artekas slash Tottenham Hotspur faces Brian's Ings Glorious Bastards. Ings Glorious Bastards are going to be looking to get their season off and running there. Thank you all for joining me. Have a great week ahead. And up the red men. <laughs>